How weird is that with us uh, doing a photo shoot in the other room? That was kind of weird, like all official and some junk. For the B team, like us three? Uh, I think it was for the Kevin Bean show, not the B team. F- the B team. Those dudes suck. Well, why were we standing as a triad? Because I just like being next to you guys and smelling <laughs> you guys. I miss your musk. I do smell yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, guys, can we uh, like hurry this along? I got to get to lunch. <laughs> you, yeah. Are you going to that hipster place, McDowell's, again? Hell no, dude. Oh, what's, what, to, what kind of hipster place are you going to? I'm this is going to be classic, classic hipster day. Watch. Yeah, okay, Watch. Yes, yes, yes. Where, are you going? where, where is it? Uh, you guys might have heard of this. Okay. McDonald's? Oh, f*** you. for five McRib! Oh, this guy is obsessed with the McRib. How can you be obsessed with the McRib? I love the McRib. It's, it's, it's a seasonal item. It's and so bad. No, it's How not. How many have you eaten so far? So far, only one. I've only had to really? get one. What? Listen, well, it, it just came out. It just came out last Thursday. Okay. And I got one on Monday. You were all showing no go. Hold on. You're all had no cattle. I've been, I've been busy, man. <laughs> but I want to get some today. They're two for five, so there's two for me. It's so nasty. It's not even pork. I don't know what uh, it is. And dude, it's the, the onion, the onion tastes fake. How can you make onion taste fake? It's the, the real pic, onion. The pickle <laughs> tastes fake. Uh, Everything, the sauce. I don't know what kind of sauce that is. And, uh, and by the way, they they actually are able to put this fake smoky barbecue flavoring on there, too. It's just the whole thing is a sham. It, I, I like, I like the way they nom, shape nom, the, nom, the piece of whatever kind of meat that is. <laughs> like it has bones in there's ribbish. no bones. It's called there's ribbish. no bones there's in there. No bones. There's no bones there's no in bones. there. Yeah, but it looks but like there is better bones. Better for me because I can just get to chomp, chomp, God. chomp, chomp, chomp. Two for five. I am yeah. not a fan. Oh, who's here? Oh, it's Chip walking in. Come along now. Take a ride with the BT. Let's get together and take a look behind the scenes. Talking about, talking about Kevin and Bean. Come on, let's start the show. Everybody grab your Vaseline. The B team, yeah. The B team, the B team. Oh, that's right. The B team, baby. Yeah. Oh, Chip doesn't have headphones on. She she couldn't hear that. She couldn't chime in. Is that new purple hair, Chip? Uh, newish. Okay, here, step up. Hmm. Why is Chip here? <laughs> um, so Kevin and Bean are big douchebags, and they didn't talk to Chip very much about her. the biggest. Like she's she's part of the Kevin Bean family. She had the the biggest rock star moment of her career. She, unlike us, actually has real music talent and is is, is a bassist <laughs> in a band called Well Hung Heart. And they've been around. Um, you've been in the band for three years now. Uh, two years. Yeah. Two, two two years, and you know they they go on tours. They 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 play Rocklahoma, and you play. Sturgis's Sturgis this past yeah. year, past and you're years. thinking about going on a European tour. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, band next has year. been to the UK before. They haven't been there with me yet, so right. let's hopefully for next summer is what we're. But you'll, for. Be, you'll be kicked out by then. Oh you know, yeah, right? most definitely. Or they'll break up because that's what Chip does. She breaks the bands up. Hey, this band has been together for two years with me, so I think they're going to make it through. Yeah, but Chip got an opportunity to open up for one of her favorite bands, The Offspring, a couple of weeks ago, and it's just to hear her tell the story is just amazing because she grew up with The Offspring. If you had to rate Foo Fighters, Offspring, which one's which one's number one? Foo well, Fighters Offspring number, is number one. That's what got Offspring's me. Offspring's your favorite band. That's what got me into music. Like I discovered Offspring when I was like, you know, eight years old when like Smash came out and everything like that. And that was the right. first band I heard on my own that I'm like, holy crap! Like this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's why I picked up a guitar. That's why I played in bands. Like it was because of the Offspring. So like, tell us a little bit about um, how you were able to kind of like because uh, you were. You, you, right now, if you picked up your phone, you could text Noodles. Yeah. You're friends with Noodles. Isn't that weird? It's really surreal, but at the same time, he's such like the coolest dude in the world. Like It doesn't even 
How, how did that uh, friendship come about? Twitter. When I was just a phone op here and like Twitter was, you know, becoming a thing, you know, usually when musicians go on Twitter, they'll tweet about something and then the only thing people will tweet at them is, hey, when are you coming to my town? When's your new album? Can I get an autograph? I just send him just like, you know, just jokes and like Monty Python quotes, like, you know, just I'd fool around, like fool around. And we kind of became friends like on so you guys know, would go back and forth on exactly, Twitter yeah. like, it wasn't it's, just it's, like it was, one yeah. sided point, he would yeah, actually we respond were we hadn't met. did he know you were with the station at all or anything that um, you had some sort of affiliation with K-Rock well like I think with my I think he saw because like, it was like K-Rock chip or whatever oh, okay. but uh, he, they, when they came in when Days Go By came out mm-hmm. and I was here like that was when we actually met face to face and we've been kind of friends like ever since so how did he get introduced to Wall Hung Heart the cool thing about him is like he I've been you know, obviously I've been in like five hundred bands right. before Well on Heart. Uh and once we got once he got to know me and like, you know, I would tweet about my other bands and he and he's been super cool, like super supportive of every band I've been into, even and, even and, though they last like a week or two. And he for was, you guys don't know, like Chip's mainly like an OC kind of like you've been in that kind of like you know uh, circuit, right? Yeah. And then that's that's kind of like the scene that Noodles follows, right? Yeah. So through Twitter and all this stuff, like he, I think he just like when I when I said I was in new bands and stuff, he would check it out like mm-hmm. on his own or whatever. Like I don't know exactly how right. he heard them, but um, they played at Riverside uh, a couple summers ago. And uh, I took my band with me because they had never seen, they, like, you know, sometimes, you know, those bands where you just never, the schedule never happens where you actually get to see them live. Like, right. Robin and Greta had never seen The Offspring live. That's insane to insane, me. Insane, yeah. Insane. <laughs> um, so I uh, I got tickets through here and I said, hey, I'm bringing my band with me. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up, after the show, that they were done, we went and hung out in the dressing room just drinking beers with them for like a couple hours. Just yeah. us and them, which was like right. super cool. And then when we were done, it was like 2 a.m., all of us were like you know, going our separate ways, and Noodles goes, "Hey, uh, Dexter, they should come out with us sometime." And and Dexter's like, "Oh yeah, sure." But that, that was a year ago. And so, no, I, yeah, but yeah, that's insane. And so like, see, one time you're like, "That's awesome that they said that," but who knows? I know, yeah, there's so many cooks and kitchens as far right. as like Dexter is working on getting another master's or yeah, whatever and, like, you know, doctorate. Like, and and you know, uh, there's 500 bands that want to open for the offspring, and right. like, they have agents and all this stuff. We don't have anybody. We're right. we're self-contained. Right. So they're like, hey, that's a cool idea. That's cool. That's awesome. But if it doesn't happen, we understand. Like we're not gonna. Okay, so yeah. let's fast forward. So fast you, get, forward. you get the email, and then you're you're there. Yeah. You're playing the uh, observatory in Costa Mesa. Yeah. You know, we come, we show up like four hours ahead of time. We sound check, um, and then you just wait. But then you're like, "crap!" Like I'm sitting here waiting, but it's opening for your favorite band. The fa- yeah, yeah. So like, like you the feel band that inspired your career, basically. Yeah. And so we're, you know, we're a band that plays. You know, we can play fifty shows a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. We play a lot, so like we know we know what we're doing. But at the same time, like technical glitches happen, and like sometimes you have a brain fart on stage, like, and you're just sitting there going, "Man, this could be." fun as hell but holy like and i wasn't nervous i was more like an anxious like let's just do this like kind of thing and it was like on october 30th so you were dressed up as i was dressed up as chucky as chucky on <laughs> yeah. stage so we go on stage and it's time to go and we just start playing and if people are into it but the craziest thing for me was we were like a song or two in and i turn around to like get water or something and all the offspring is standing there watching us so your favorite band is on stage watching this play watching you play yeah 
now you're playing with them in Del Mar. Yeah, right? we're playing with them Del, uh, yeah. in Del Mar on the 25th of November. If I'm not mistaken, you left the show early. You didn't get you, uh, that that night. You had to work Kevin B the next morning. Well, I had right? to work the next morning, and like the show ended, but because it was just uh, it was just two bands, so yeah. the show was relatively mm-hmm. short compared to other nights. So I was out of there by like 11:45, but then I got in bed, and then when I got in bed, and then like I think it finally real like dawned on me, like, like holy crap, happened? you just opened for the Offspring. Yeah. I got like 30 minutes of sleep. That's before funny. I went to work. Can I yell at Chip now? Can I yell at Chip? Yes, please. Chip, this is your band. This is your dream. Stay up the whole night. Hang out with them. We just, did hang out. I know, but just wait until, like, you should be the last one going, all right, guys, uh, anyone want to have another beer? Have yeah, you tried, totally, have totally. You tried to she wrangle told, Kevin She with totally, she totally made the wrong call. You would have got, you would have got, you would have got, 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 so, got, got a pass. Got a Absolutely, you would have got Absolutely. a pass. There's times where yeah. we've done things and oh, then, yeah. like, came in and be like, you know. You know what? You can't fault them for that because, you know, Dave was partying with Robert Smith or whatever it is. You're just like. Okay, we get it. Well, excuse yeah. me for being a goddamn professional. You know what? Yeah. Get, out of, you here. get out of here. Get out of here, Chip. You yeah. know what? You're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> get off my phone. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for sharing, Chip. Yeah. We yeah. really yeah. appreciate that. And, you know, it couldn't happen to a worse person. <laughs> <laughs> or a shorter one. <laughs> thanks, Chip. Thank oh, you. see you. That's pretty cool. That's I can crazy, I right? can safely I mean, say that we've not opened up for the offspring. No. no, no. But not but not only that, have you ever done something where you're with your you're working with your favorite whatever? Like, you know, I, I almost I, when I opened for Paul Oakenfold and maybe I'll tell you. Yeah, oh, I remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Dope. that was a dope. Yeah. Night. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was pretty crazy it was a, like once in a lifetime thing. And that was actually a mistake on the promoter's part <laughs> because I was supposed to open for the killers. Well, I did open for the killers. What? It was a New Year's Eve party at Giant in down. Was it? No, it wasn't. It was downtown L.A. Yeah. It oh, was yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was downtown yeah. L.A. Um, Five thousand people or, or more. I don't know. Um, the killers played. And I was going to do a set right leading up to about 11.50, and they were going to kill the music, and then they were going to put on some house music and then do the big countdown. After the countdown, Paul Oakenfold was supposed to come in and big party, right, for the yeah. rest of the night. Paul's not ready. He didn't, I forget what was happening, so the um, um, the promoter tells me, he's like, hey, dude, I need you to spin for another 20 minutes or so. And I'm like, all right, I'm all, I'm all about it. And for that specific gig, I was really nervous, so I knew what kind of music I, I was going to For, for I those who play. don't know, by the way, Paul Oakenfold, there was a time of about a decade where he was oh, the yeah. biggest DJ yeah. on the planet. He was like probably yeah. like, like Tiesto is yeah. today. Paul Oakenfold was making... $10 million a year at being a DJ before there was the Skrillex, before any of those He guys. was one of the very first uh, DJs to get a residency in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, yeah. or play arenas. Yeah, or yeah. hard rock and stuff uh, like that. Totally. Yeah, so he was yeah. huge. Huge. Was so huge. there you are opening up for Paul Oakenfold. Right, and, and and just thrown in the mix. So I, I kind of, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It was like, so so this is back when I was actually playing vinyl. I did. There was no Serato back then. I, I forget what year it was. It was probably no laptop. Two, 2000, no laptop. To just my crate records, and I kind of burned through my hits. Now, my set wasn't a headlining set; it was more of a warm-up set, right? But I didn't, I didn't prepare for you know uh, something that'll lead up into what you know. In my mindset, wasn't there? So I had to like dig through my dig through my crates, and I you know kind of like you know put something together really quick. So I'm playing, and I think the um, song that I played right before Paul was um, I think I was playing Daft Punk's "Around the World." Oh. And then uh, the promoter comes. He's like, all right, Paul's ready. You know, start fading out. So I fade out. Paul comes up, 
crowd loses their s. I mean, they're losing their. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. People are partying hard. They're losing their s. And then Paul starts playing, like pointing to me, like, "Yeah, you're the you know classic DJ stuff." Yeah. He doesn't know who I am. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, you're the man. You're the man." And I'm like, "What is happening? Are is you your phone looking around? Are you looking around like, yeah, 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 exactly." I'm like, like "What?" Me? And it gives me like the biggest hug. Yeah, and, then, and then the crowd starts even going even crazier. Like, people don't know who I am. Did you know, he give you a kiss for me. it's New Year's? No. Did <laughs> uh, he give you a New Year's kiss? No, but uh. man, it, that, that was probably, like, one of the coolest DJ, like, you know, playing experiences I've, I, I've had. And there's video of this somewhere, and I tried to contact the, the promoter, but they didn't care. Wow, it's on a VHS, you know, camcorder. Was, yeah, That's exactly, why. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like it was, like, digital, like like everything is today. Super easy to find. But, yeah, that was, that was just bananas, bananas, bananas. So other people have performed with their idols and stuff like that. All right. yeah. So it's just me that has it. Yeah, maybe. Right. Well, were you going to play with Rage? With Tom yeah, Morello? Right? <laughs> well, I did stand behind Tom Morello playing guitar at Lollapalooza, so that was as close oh, as I was got. Was it like yeah. the Night Watchman, or what was he doing? No, no, no. It was Rage. Oh, it was Rage. Rage. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, I was literally like his guitar tech. I was handing him guitars. What? And- <laughs> <laughs> Dave lives a really weird life. <laughs> yeah. he, he has like all the hookups and stuff. He gets all like, you should see his desk. It's just filled with all kinds of wristbands because he well, gets in everywhere. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy night in Chicago. It was me and Kevin, and of course, you know, I follow Kevin, and uh, you know, and he gets you know, in anywhere. You know, everywhere. Kevin's life is just. It's a, a car- it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Yeah, I always imagine like when Kevin when Kevin goes home, there's like circus music playing, and then like he sits down on the couch and he has ottomans, like human ottomans. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? They're just like he lives like the craziest, most surreal life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, that's as close as I got to like being with my idols, uh, yeah. Rage Against the Machine. That's cool. What about yeah. you, Light? I, I opened up. For, uh, I opened up for Candlebox. <laughs> Candlebox and hey, a bunch dude. of other crappy nineties like bands. Wait, wait, I still I, I love Candlebox, dude. So. I like Candlebox. Dude, Limp Biscuit. Now you know when you come out of like Irvine Meadows, you're like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, oh, welcome to. to I've done them. it for so many of those nineties oh, no, bands. No, 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 I'm talking funny. about. I'm talking, talking about like, like, did you ever like race in a car with like Brian Deegan? Or, Didn't you do you something know? weird where you almost? With- this weekend, I saw some Instagram. Oh, videos. we're at SEMA, right? Dude, yeah, yeah. I was at SEMA in Las Vegas. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot. I got to race off road. Well, I was the co pilot for Aaron Kaufman, who was a former Gas Monkey, Gas Monkey Garage. Yeah. Yeah. Fast yeah. and Loud was the show, and Gas Monkey Garage, and Aaron Kaufman was the. He's. It, people in their cars, they knew who Aaron Kaufman yeah, is the guy with the beard, yeah. and he's the mechanic. Yeah, and SEMA is just another one of these conventions, though, that they have like pretty cool like after parties and stuff like that. Did you get to go? Not pretty cool, like super amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we were on top of the Westgate, which I know to- the, the Westgate. Yeah. Westgate is not a sexy hotel. No, no, no. It, it used to be the Hilton. It, it, has used... the, it has the best sports book in Vegas. Yes, it so, does. Yeah. And it has the best, uh, in my opinion, the best penthouse because it's broken up into three suites. So anyway, we go to the Catskin Party, which is uh, leather. They make leather seats for cars. It doesn't sound very sexy, but like, <laughs> dude, they throw an insane party. I bet party. they do, yeah. You got to have special, yeah, you had to have a mask. They gave you a, a cool mask to put on because it's Halloween uh, night. Right. So it makes, last Tuesday. Oh, so Halloween for Halloween in night. Vegas, that's cool. Halloween in Vegas. So you put on this mask and the guard at the bottom you there's one elevator that goes to the to the top suite so it's not like you don't make any stops so there's one guard for that one elevator you go up and you get to the top and you go and as soon as you go to uh, the elevator you realize oh this is this is like elvis's suite like it is one of those yeah so there's three suites one was elvis's one was liberace's um and one was uh uh, baron hilton what is the guy who started the hilton hotels and these suites how much cocaine did he do 
Just all of all it, the cocaine. All of it. Everything they handed me. That'd be so cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Shovels full. So good. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I love me some SEMA. That was yeah, good Yeah, uh, Westgate is where Kevin and Bean were inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. So what's next? Do you want to do mugs just in case he... Uh... Yeah, we should do mugs. Yeah. Minute, minute, minute with mugs. Our friend Beer Mug can use some hair plugs. Minute, minute, minute with mugs. Our friend Beer Mug does a lot of drugs. Minute, minute, minute with mugs. Our friend Beer Mug, man, he really bugs. That's why we gave him only one freaking minute. Cause if he really sucks, we'll yell, yo, man, beat it. God damn it! One minute, one minute with mugs. Why you call yourself beer mug then? That means you are always on the, like a little baby boy. Beer, I need a beer. Oh, beer mug, where's my mug? Where's my beer? This is where Beer Mug was supposed to be in here with us? I'm outrageous. He said, give me one minute. And I was like, oh, cool, that's perfect because of the intro. Because the intro is so long. Yep, I'm looking is. through the window and I see him in Studio R. Just we not talk, walking down here. Hey, Muggs. Hey, Muggs. Hey, Muggs, we need a minute with you. He's waving. Is he talking? Hey, no, Muggs. No, hey, he's Muggs. not talking. No, he's waving. Not talking? He's, he's running down, 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 down here. I okay. think he talked to uh, Kay, which is Kat. Oh, okay. So uh, so Kat's just super annoyed. Just, <laughs> like, Muggs, not in here, goddammit. Yeah. How you guys doing? Did you play the intro already? We did, yeah, yeah a long time that ago. That was when yeah, we were we stalling. Right. Yeah. When you said, hey, uh, one minute, I was like, perfect. Sorry about that. So we wanted to bring in you to talk about a couple of things. I think first is, uh, do we want to do Dodgers or Wheelow first? Omar, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I think the Dodgers is, you know, uh, Muggs, lifelong Dodger fans. He was at the last World Series in, two th- in, in 1988, yeah. where he left early, where Kirk Gibson hit a home run. Yeah, my mom left one. early. It was her fault. I didn't, it wasn't up to me. <laughs> okay. But lifelong Dodgers fan got to go to two games of the World Series. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, want By to By the way, the World Series that Omar ruined for hey, everyone. Hey, how dare yeah, you? Omar, yeah, Omar, dare you? Yeah. Thanks, so, you know, I, so I called in a sweep and they didn't deliver. What do you so want that's, from me? So uh, that's Omar at krock.com. <laughs> yeah. Dodger fans. Dick. Uh, if you want to send Omar a middle finger or something else, <laughs> go ahead. Omar um, at krock.com. Uh, first, okay, you guys, oh, let me get this in because this is not really that sportsy or whatever. Then you guys will get into kind of like the crux of how the vibe was there at the place. But Mugs, yeah. I am really interested to know how your mom felt afterwards. Did she, did she feel like, ah, I told you, or was she bummed out? I, I really want to know. To the point, she was so bummed, Omar, and Kevin and Bean listeners, to the point where she didn't even want to talk about it with me. She wasn't, you'd think she'd be like, ah, I told you so, I'm right. No, she wasn't She wasn't like that at all. She just straight out didn't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, because I mean... At the end of the day, she's still a Dodger fan. And yeah. I think it still hurts. And Muggs, is your mother the most superstitious Dodger fan, period? No, she's not Mexican. I, so. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say she's superstitious. I think she's just super negative. She's well, just very, how... very pessimistic about the outcome of every season. But when they win... She's as happy as pie. She's related, yeah. Yeah. You know, after 30 years, especially your mom, I've seen the Dodgers longer, Yeah, that it just sucks losing. I mean... Yeah, that's why I think one of the reasons she is so negative, I mean, she just sees them blow it all the time. You know, she... Either whether it get to the playoffs and not make it. I mean, when I was growing up after that 1988 World Series, they wouldn't even make it to the playoffs half the time. Right. And they'd have a pretty good team. I mean, the early 90s, and I don't want to digress here, but the early 90s, they had like six rookies of the year in, in consecutive years. 
So, but I mean, that game seven was awful. What was it like being there, though? I mean, because the fans seemed like they were into it, and you could feel that that tension of like, come on, we just need one hit, and they're ready to explode. So like, I, I was proud of the Dodger fans the whole series. So you know, the first inning, uh, they they scored two runs, two runs yeah. and it was it was okay after that. Even into the second, third, fourth, fifth inning, by the sixth inning, you kind of like you, you kind of had people start to like. Wow, they're not doing anything here. They need to let's go. Come on, let's pick it up. A lot of people I overheard saying, you know, let's we could do this. Let's do this. We got we could still we could still win this. We could yeah. still win this. You know, growing up in my mother's household, I was one of the uh, good guys. Uh, my, my buddy Chris was there and he turned he was he was in a couple rows down and he turned around at me and I just gave him he looked at me and I just was shaking my head. And uh, what's great about our, our listeners was uh you know, I follow was following on Twitter because of, you know, for work and stuff. Everyone said, "Hey, mugs, go get some Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. Go set out, leave, go, mugs, right. do your part." <laughs> right. Well, so I didn't do my part. All I'm saying, mugs was at game two, and he was at game seven. Yeah. Dodgers lost both games. It's no, is it mugs or Omar? It's both of us. Both of us. Mugs caused the Dodgers to lose the World Series. We could all agree on that. <laughs> and and what's your what's your email address, beer mug? Beermug at KROQ.com. <laughs> Omar at KROQ.com. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we want to give uh, Beermug some props. Oh, we do? For, the bit, for yeah, what? Yeah, that, that, that doesn't for, happen a lot. For the, uh, the Wheel of Bad Animal Voices. Oh. So we played Wheel of Bad Animal Voices this morning. Every they, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And normally the voice of the random animal is played by Ralph. Garman. Ralph, the ultra-talented and way better than I'll ever be. Ralph Garman. But Ralph is uh, doing his, uh, he's on tour right now with uh, Kevin Smith. So you were the voice of the two-headed turtle this yeah, morning, right? Yeah, I was, I was. And you killed it. Well, you had you, me Lightning. laughing out loud. Thank you, Lightning. I uh, I get very nervous before those breaks. It's very nervous is, is under, it's very, it's, it's, that's an understatement. Yeah. Do you uh, get are you nervous? No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 is he visibly nervous? So, so this is what happens, okay? So um, the day before on Tuesday... Uh, Kevin Bean they, or, or Dave pitches out these ideas. It's like, okay, we have these list of voices that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry to you know pull the curtain back a little bit too much, but we don't improv the wheelo on the spot. We actually pre-plan and have everything kind of like, yeah. you know, some, where's the wheel, by the way? By I the thought way, Chip I was, was going to bring the wheel. No, no, she did, she did. I oh, thought okay. it was going to be part of the email, but I'll make it here. Oh, so, I got gotcha, so, you. Right, gotcha. I'm going to sidetrack here for a second. Yeah. We get emails all the time. Is the wheel um, real? And so I think... It, it, originally, it was created way back for the wheel of restaurants. So <laughs> what this are you is, talking about? This was the wheel. I've of never restaurants. heard that. Yeah, we used this um, to determine what restaurant we were going to eat at, like after Taco the show. Bell, McDonald's, yeah, yeah Talleyrand. Do that again. That, oh, that's we would the, yeah. Before the morning, we all, we're always like fighting, like oh, who wants to eat here? We spit right. That's wheel funny. And... So this wheel is made out of particle board. It was put together by uh, Adam Kroll and Mr. Burcham. Hey, Dave, <laughs> what does it say on the wheel right now? Why is there 125, 250, 500, 100? Because that's and, for the the Beans wheel, Christmas wheel of, of Beans, Beans Christmas, Christmas gift cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. So this, gift cards. So yeah. this is what he was going to have to spend on each. Yes, yeah. we okay. spit it and Dude, whatever. He left did on. beer mug one year. Yeah, he okay. So the first year. Um, the, he only agreed to go up to five. Yeah. No, no, no. He only go, uh, agreed to go up to two fifty. Two fifty, yeah. So Kevin put up put a five hundred spot on there, and he's like, "No, no, I, I will not agree to five hundred. And, right. and so, of course, I spin it, and it lands on five hundred. 
Everybody lost their mind. Everybody was going crazy. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Everybody who did not win on, uh, land on 500 and landed on whatever, like 125, they got their gift cards. Bean still refused. He did not. <laughs> Shut up. You so, got gypped. I got, he didn't give me any. So the very next year, he finally agreed to the $500 gift card. I landed on it again. Boom. And I got it. Yeah. You got a grand from Bean? No, I got, I got 500 he, I never got the first one I landed oh, on. I figured he would make he good agree on to it. But look at that. It. Karma. Yeah, because the second spin, didn't you get like $5 or something like that? No. Because like, he wouldn't accept the 500 He wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I didn't even get to spin again. <laughs> he was like, nope, nope, not paying beer mug. Nope. Sorry, next person. That's lame. By the way, the $5 one says five, and under it says boo. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm super bummed we let go of boo. We used to boo everything, remember? If you yeah, didn't like the idea, just, yeah. the meeting would be like, We just kind of discussed that and yeah, brought it back kind of, we, about yeah. how we, we used to boo everybody, yeah. and, and we miss it, so we brought it back for a week or something like that. <laughs> you got to keep it alive. Okay, but let's get to um, <laughs> the best part is, okay, so Kevin and Bean and Dave, they pitch out all these ideas, and uh, Muggs, he goes, he goes to me, he goes, it's like, hey, let's, let's do the kitten with no butthole. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was hoping it was going to land on. Right. right. So, so uh, describe a beer mug what you wanted to do for that bit. So, uh, I wanted to make it like the kitten that needed a butthole was petitioning out on the street to help him raise money to get a new butthole. <laughs> and so I came up with these like slogans that you know had butthole in it. And, uh, and Omar, who actually is a big, big, big part of my success on these Wheel of Banana Animal Voices when Rob's gone. He kind of gets with me and we collaborate and he'll give me his input on what he thinks. And he told me that the problem with this bit is the title itself is just too funny. It's the too headline, funny. yeah. There's no, it, there's no, there's nowhere funnier than yeah. the headline. Right. The headline is the punchline. So <laughs> I was like, whatever he was going to come up with wasn't going to be funnier than that. Then it, 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 you can't do that bit. So we were talking about it yesterday, and I mentally filed this away last week because I knew Ralph was going to be gone. And I saw this story about this little baby mutant turtle that was born and with two heads. It was so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it was really. And cute. I was like, oh, I could totally do. We could do a parody and you know work uh, teenage mutant ninja oh, turtles yeah. into it. And so we started talking about it, and he was vibing on, vibing on it. So, um, yeah, that's what we decided to go with. And it's so funny because uh, Beer Mug would come to me, and, and, and he's right. We collaborate, surprisingly, really well together. Uh, he'll pitch an idea, and I'll just kind of like let it marinate in my head. And I was like, well, you know, that might not work, so how about this? Um, and the, the beauty about Beer Mug is that he might not... Not like I understand comedy, but I've been in the room with Ralph for so long that I kind of like understand this part of it more. You get it through osmosis. Yeah, exa- yes. I, I think so. So I was like, well, this is not going to work because of this, this, and this, you know? And uh, so I, I'll pitch him some other ideas. The thing about Beer Mug is that he takes direction extremely well. So I'll tell him, you know, how about this, this, and this? And if he's vibing it, he'll totally go for it. And he delivered. He delivered strong today because one of those things I told him is like, you have to barrel through Kevin and Bean. If Kevin and Bean don't get the references or whatever, you cannot stop down because that'll kill the momentum of the Which bit. Which you did brilliantly because right. you could hear Kevin and me not getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle references, yeah. but you just blazed through them. And I knew that like there were a lot of people listening that all got those and were laughing along with you. And so it was funny either way. Yeah, I'm not used to all this praise, you guys. I don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's hear some of the magic. Is this a scientist? No, this is Michelangelo Raphael with a two-headed infant mutant turtle, bro! Oh, so, how's how's that going, having two heads? It's great. Me and Raffy hang out all day. Sure. Practicing. By the way, you know what ticks me off about uh, Kevin Bean when they do these bits with uh, mugs? Is that they're not as committed 
um, as to when they were doing a, uh, a bit with Ralph. Right. They're, they, they, they're kind of like, oh, this is going to be a throwaway Let's kind of Let's hurry bit. through it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm like, dude, you have to give Muggs a chance. You know what I mean? It's like, and then finally, like, like you hear Bean right there, he was kind of like dismissive. Oh, how is it with two heads? They got to play along, you know, for the bit to work. It's true. How's that going, having two heads? It's great. Me and Rafi hang out all day. Sure. We practice ninjutsu with our master splinter. And everything is great. Leonardo and Donatello, they have their own shells. But Mikey and Raph. And nowhere do they say, hey, this sounds like the, you know, the plot to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Nowhere do it, it they. It is so funny you mention that because when Beer Mug and I were discussing the bit, we're like, they're going to have to say that somewhere along the not line, once. right? Not, I, once, not yeah. once did they bring it up. But Mikey and Raph and I hang out and we fight the evil Shredder and his foot clan, bro. <laughs> Well, you do. They, they weren't lying in this article about how much energy you have as a little baby turtle, right? Yeah, all we do is hang out in our pad, which is in the New York City sewer system. Hang out, play video games, eat pizza. Oh, pizza's here, bro! Cowabunga, <laughs> <laughs> dude! These turtles are ballers, you guys. Right? See, Omar, these, 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 these yeah. jokes are just wasted on yeah, them. Yeah, no, it's funny because initially the idea was to have a similar storyline, but like kind of change things around so they could say, hey, it's just like the Ninja Turtles. And I was like, Beer Mug, they're not going to get it. Just go for the joke. Do it, and he went for it, and they still didn't get they it. They still no. didn't get yeah, it. Still didn't get it. Didn't get I it. was yeah. laughing, so that's yeah, man, that's all yeah, I care I, about. Like I told Beer Mug, if you know the Ninja Turtles, which I think. Our audience oh, does. Yes. They're going to be like yelling at the guys, you idiots. He's doing the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Jesus. These turtles are ballers, you guys. Right? Oh, my God. How big's your place there in New York? We got a uh, two-bedroom, three-bathroom, little nice uh, little swanky pad here. Me and Raph are going to... So right there... Okay, what Ralph does, he's amazing at it. Improv. Me, never taking an improv class in my life. You could hear right there... The wheels trying to go because <laughs> it is difficult to do it on the spot. And in in what Ralph has, I don't know if I'll ever be able. He he should feel comfortable, is what I'm saying with his, <laughs> right? with his job yes, security. Good point. <laughs> Me and Ralph are gonna go hang out with our good friend April O'Neil. Yeah. yeah, all right. Air tight, air tight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good lord. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I even wrote a theme song for all of us and our bros. You want to hear it? You have a theme song? Yeah. Okay. Two head infant mutant turtles. 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 Omar, I, I think still at this point. He's doing the theme and they're still not picking up on it. He's just like. Oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to hear Kevin. Hear Kevin here at the end. <laughs> I like it. You should write a comic book about us or something. Right? That'd Maybe. be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Right? That'd be pretty uh, cool. God, it's such dumbasses high sometimes. High five, Muggs. High yeah, five. Right? Awesome. Thank you, guys. And that was more than a minute with Muggs. <laughs> Long yes, time. It was. One minute, one minute with Muggs. Your headphones you gotta, are drenched you gotta in. You got to uh, stop doing all that sweat. cocaine, mugs. Oh, speaking of what, you holding or what? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Thanks, mugs. Thanks, Holy guys. mackerel! Ready to get in the inbox? Uh, yes, please. Baby, baby, we're not talking five box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat box. 
baby, baby, we're talking the inbox. <laughs> that is epic. Yes. Thank Who you for sending that? that is. I forgot the guy's name. That was name. Uh, Nick Cordova. Oh, yes, uh, Nick. Uh, that's his son. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sorry, Nick. I don't know why he's uh, singing fart box, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for having your son sing that for us. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Uh, you are a uh, parent of the year. Yes. And the first email reads... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to play the real intro. That no, that was the intro. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no. God, I didn't even know. I'm okay, going to upstage that. <laughs> All right. We're we good, by the, the way. We answered the Wheel O question. Yes, the Wheel O is real. Sorry. Billy, Aaron, Jason, and a bunch more people wrote, okay, guys, why did Kevin and Bean have to do community service? Apparently, guys, uh, Kevin mentioned that on the air, just kind of like an offhanded remark. Is that what happened yesterday? I missed it. But he just like just blurted out that the guys had done community service. Yeah, I forgot what they were talking about. That oh shoot, uh, it was a calling topic, and somebody else had to uh, serve like fifty hours of community service. And I think Kevin just mentions like, yeah, that might not seem like a lot, but yeah, Bean and I had you know do some community service. So Kevin and, and Bean, guys, oh did you do you know that Kevin and Bean had to do one hundred and forty nine hours of community service? That really doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is, is bad. This community service like the side of the road, pick up trash. No. No, they were, according to Bean, who I just asked a couple hours ago, because I can remember, he, um, he ended up working at a food bank and helping the homeless yeah. and stuff in downtown L.A. And you ask, why? What do they do? Well, uh, back in June of 1990, about a year before I started, um, they did a, a segment on the air called Confess Your Crime, in which they asked people to call in with their, con- with their confessions. You know, I stole a pack of gum from 7-Eleven or whatever. They expected small stuff. but they, I think they hoped that they would end with something decent, right? And they get through the first segment, they get some petty crimes, something, nothing major, and they, and they, they kind of panic. Like, they think, we need, we need to end with something better. And so they call, up, um, they call up Sluggo, who they knew from working at an Arizona radio station where they came from. And they put Sluggo on the line. They said, "Real quick, hey, we need, you're the punchline, you're the end, give us something good. Um, you confess to a crime. And that's all the direction I think they gave him. That's and Sluggo, funny. who's an insane person, who I love to death, um, got on the air and says, um, well... <laughs> Um, Why is he Tad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. He's not Tad at all. I don't, I don't, I remember, what, I don't remember what Slogan sounded like. But he, he's on the air and he says something like, um, uh, well, I, you know, guys, I have my, my girlfriend, um, well, she was, she was breathing when I saw her last. I think maybe, um, and Kevin and me were like, what do you, what do you mean? She, what, what, who's what, your, your girlfriend? What happened? I was at her house. By the and, way, um, I remember hearing this audio somewhere. I forget where, but I remember thinking, "Unsolved mysteries." No, I remember you thinking, saw the episode. This is on unsolved mysteries. Okay, okay. but I remember, I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, Kevin and Bean could pr- pr- act like they, they would actually. They were actually trying, and they they really did sound believable." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens? And, and everyone hearing this thinks it's real. Okay, and so Slogo talks around. Basically killing a girl, killing his <laughs> oh girlfriend. God. He doesn't say. Jeez. He doesn't say that. I. Th- I don't think he says. I think I killed her. I just think he. He. He leaves it up to us to decide that to 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 make the conclusion that he has yeah. killed. Her, right. It's like she's not breathing anymore. I think I did a bad thing or something like that. So, right, so what happens is they do this bit and they kind of dismiss it. They go and, on and and people. You have to remember that this is Kevin Means. First year at a big market uh, radio uh, 
What am I trying to say? Big market radio station. <laughs> Big market radio station. And they didn't have any foresight. Like now, they've been in the business for a long time. So they could see, okay, we're not doing this because these are going to be the repercussions of this. Right. So this is the first... They're like, oh, this is this is all fun and games. There's like no... Uh, there's no fallout from what we're doing here because like what are the chances that anybody's really going to believe that? Right. Now, <laughs> we know better. Sure. So Kevin and Bean, you know, they, they take it kind of like... They, they, they sell it. Meaning that like they take it kind of seriously in this bit. So they're, they're wrapped up oh, and yeah. going, so uh, I, I, whatever the guy's name is. They, so they're talking to Doug and they're saying like, oh, so is she okay? Like what happened? Blah, 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 blah. And they get through this thing and they end it. And it's kind of somber. It's weird. So it goes, they go to commercial and they never discuss it again. And apparently what happened is someone got a hold of this. Someone heard it. Okay, and then put it together with a real life murder that happened with a girl named nineteen-year-old uh, Angela Cummings of Oroville, California. Right. So oh, no. you, you have so people start piecing these things together over time. And this is and like then, you know back in the day you didn't have like you know those shows like like Punked or any all these you know I, you know I got there were you. no prank shows right. right so 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 what you heard on the radio you would be you would believe it absolutely you know what I mean it's like yes. not, you're, it's not like today's society where your your guard is always up right you know like oh where's the camera you know what I mean so right. yeah, I totally totally get this so they sell it and they but they move on they forget about it and meanwhile they don't realize that there's an open investigation um, into this girl Angela Cummings from Oroville right that she. She had, she's missing. Yeah. And uh, these things all start to line up, and someone pairs this audio of Sluggo kind of confessing this crime to this girl, and they come to Kevin Amin, and they take they get the tape and the whole thing, and, if, and, and instead... Instead of Kevin and me just admitting, uh, we, you know, we, it was lame, it was, it was a hoax, it wasn't real, they kind of just went with it. Wait, 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 they wait, wait, went wait, with wait, it. wait. So they were confronted. So the producers... Contact Kevin and Bean, and they play dumb like it so, was a real caller. So first, yeah, I don't know the order. So okay. I, I'm sure that Kevin or Bean would correct me. So I don't want to say that I know the order. But at some point, the LA County Sheriff was contacted. Contacted <laughs> K Rock. Oh, that's legit. Was legit. Yeah. So, so the Sheriff's Department contacts Kevin and Bean, and so, so all, also <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack. Because at that time, that show was massive. Oh, I, I remember my this, mom watching it. Yeah, massive. Totally. Unsolved Mysteries. Because mm-hmm. they were following. So they opened up this case following this missing 19-year-old girl. And they figured this might be the guy that killed her. Right? Because they suspected that it was her boyfriend. Right. So now, and Kevin and Bean, by the way, had no knowledge of this missing woman. Yeah. Like, they just, they, they was just, this is what Sluggo dreamt up on the, yeah. on the, on the fly. And it was funny. Ha ha right. bit. Good in, yeah, good ending. They go months and months and months with Kevin and Bean kind of sticking with their story. And they realize as this thing goes on that that they're in more they could be in more and more hot water, right? And it wasn't until someone here at K Rock, an engineer, overheard Kevin Amin talking and called the LA Times. Oh, what the hell? Said, That's called right. the LA Times. I have no idea. We yes. just, what? So I don't want to say and, the guy's name. Oh, no, I almost blurted yeah, it out, but yeah. there was an engineer here. Uh-huh. So people don't realize that right now with us talking, uh-huh. the engineering department, which is about, I don't know, 30 yards oh, away. Yeah, they can hear, they can hear us. Yeah. They can hear yeah. us over their speakers. Yeah, like totally. It's live to them. Mm-hmm. The guy is listening to Kevin Amin off air. They don't realize he's listening. Mm-hmm. And they're discussing it. And what they should he, do? Or I don't like, know. what I, I don't know. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just right. know that this engineer felt it was obligation to let the LA Times know. So the LA let, Times wrote the story that it's a hoax. Kevin had been relying this whole time that there was a huge murder investigation based on nothing. All right. So then, oh, um, then so Unsolved Mysteries had already aired. And then Unsolved Mysteries comes back and does another episode. And that's where you hear every great once in a while, Bean will play that 
cut that goes, it's Robert Stack saying, Kevin Ryder and Bean Baxter were lying. <laughs> and and then that the ca- is where that's from. So they had to like put a bow on the, on the, on, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's to seal the case. And, um, still and it's t- funny. Um, I love when they play a Kevin saying, oh, there's definite, definite lines that you, you don't, don't cross. cross. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that's funny that you bring that up. Cause I, so that is Kevin on that episode, on the mm-hmm. original episode where they say, where he's, where he's sticking to a story that this was a real person calling in. And he's saying on camera. on camera, Kevin is saying there are lines you just don't cross, and that's one of them. Which is, were you guys was this made up call? And they're like, no, it's a real caller. So they stuck with it, dude, and they oh regret it God. to this day. I'm pretty sure that's crazy. Right? Oh yeah, totally. And so now, I, I would imagine. so now they out. So they're, they're although it's pretty great. <laughs> Kevin it and Bean. Yeah. So what happens is Kevin and Bean were not fined the F- by the FCC because there was nothing. There was no really wrongdoing at that mm-hmm. point. The FCC had not ruled against hoaxes and pranks. Now, but today there are all the there, rules. There's a bunch of rules about. There's yeah, a Kevin April and Bean H- rule. There's there? a Kevin and Bean. It's not called the Kevin and Bean rule, right. but it was immediately after that you couldn't have hoax. Right. They put someone's life in danger or caused yeah. you know anxiety in the community. Right. Wow. And so. Uh, yeah, so that that was real. So there was um, the, the sheriff's department because they ramped up their um, uh, investigation. There was a lot of costs involved with that, right? So yeah, I would um, imagine. Crazy, so there was. So costs. I don't remember, and nor do Kevin and Bean, but I don't remember someone levied um, a fine, and, and also they had to do community service. Wow. Neither guy asked both guys, and they couldn't couldn't recall if there was a judge and how that happened. But but yeah, they had to do community service for 150 hours, roughly. <sighs> And uh, so that it, it kind of changed, and that was the kind of a lot of things were changing in radio because you get away with almost anything back in the day. But um, that's crazy. <laughs> so that's a nice Kevin work, Bean, Kevin. I mean, nice right? work. Love that. Kevin Ryder and Gene Baxter were lying. We had the real. We got to find that goddamn episode, man. Moving on to Derek Slater, Lightning, Dave, Omar. Um, where did the robot saying "what" come from? And more technically, <laughs> I know I don't do it well, and I'm sick. More technically, is it a soundbite or is it an effect that is added to the cast voice on the fly? And uh, mega bonus, c- could the soundbite be shared? Omar, do you have that soundbite? I do. What? <laughs> that is a that is a recording of Ralph doing a robot voice and i was it was it uh did, was bean wanting to have sex with a robot i don't remember what the bit it was, was uh robots taking over people's jobs and it was uh kevin and bean robots doing the morning show <laughs> oh that's yeah. it, that's what it was oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah i think we actually animated that it's like uh what would happen if, if uh, the robots took over the kevin and bean show right yeah uh, really were robot kevin and bean and yeah. do you know where the original was came from no i do not mark davis no oh wow if go back to we had a we, mark was on our show what four three episodes ago something like that mark was a writer back in the day did shakespeare man a bunch of other voices mark had this weird thing where um when you would ask him a question instead of just going what if, if it like perplexed him seriously or surprised him he would go what, what? <laughs> like that but that's after like mark did this back in like 94 what, what a douche Right? And so. And, what the hell? <laughs> Say what? What the hell is that? What's up with that? <laughs> Where'd you get all these what's? Uh, you told me to search for that what, and I thought I had it, but it's something that Bean had. So I was just searching through my what's, and I came up with Those all are that. all your what's? Yeah, those are all my what's. Oh, uh, where's, my what the, file. where's the best what? <laughs> the what's up? N- no, your, not that one. Which one? What, what? 
in the butt. butt. Yeah, I did. I ran, what, what? I ran across that. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, Britton writes, uh, hey, love the B team. Grew up in Long Beach, but now I live in Denver. I'd like to hear you talk about the Kevin and Bean drama with the poor man. Oh, my God. There's a lot of drama on this episode. Um, wow. Okay, so Michael the Maintenance Man. This is uh, 96, 7, 8, somewhere in there. I don't remember. Um, poor man was monster DJ in L.A. Um, poor man was, even in movies, poor man, it was like he was host of the original uh, Love Line with Dr. Drew. And poor man was, uh, I, I think, <clears throat> arguably. More importantly, poor man was insane. I'm going to get to that. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I never understood what his appeal was. Every time I would hear this D-bag on the air, I'm thinking, take this D-bag off the air. I, I never, yeah. I, and, and he was Light, lighting's not kidding. Huge, yes. really. Oh man, and he had this like a local uh, show, um, uh, overnight uh, TV on Channel Thirteen, and he would go all to all the clubs. Poor man's Bikini say- Beach, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and not like Richard Blade big, but I mean, he was a close second. I mean, when it came so down to like a local club DJ guy, it was crazy. So he just went cuckoo. No. So what happened? He was is, always he cuckoo. was also he was always yeah. a weirdo. Listen, listen, the guy partied like a maniac. He was a Bonafide celebrity, like he was always getting drinks and drugs and whatever people want to give. Why though? Was... That's what I never okay, understood. So there's a combination. He, was like, he wasn't funny. He wasn't interesting. He was just he was the, he was the everyman in K Rock in those years in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Your Depeche Mode, New Orders, like yeah. K Rock was huge, and K Rock was core and cool. And he was the guy who was doing afternoons and Love Line, and he was expected to be a nut job because it was Love Line, and he was crazy. So and do you he think was the it original... was because of his talent, or he was just right time, right place? Uh, a little of both, really, a little of both. Yeah, okay. but poor man was getting pied. You know, with like whipped cream pies at clubs. He was a kind of a stunt boy for Armando and the Blade when they were the morning show back in the day. Poor man is massive and uh, hosting Loveline, but he's kind of he's kind of being a dick bag. Uh, is it a dick bag? Can you be a dick bag? You can't be a dick bag. A dick bag is a condom. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's it's true. He's, okay. Dickbag is a condom. Yeah. All right. Well, I think he's more of a douche. Be a douchebag or d- he's a, he's a douche to a lot of the employees nozzle. here, and he's making life really difficult here for a lot of the employees. And he had already—I don't know if he had been suspended already at that point—but he's always in trouble for showing up late or coming to work like messed up or just just he's not a great employee. He's good in the air, but he's just a bad employee. Anyway, so it's his uh, it's his fortieth birthday, and. He's telling everyone that it's his 30th birthday. He's going to have his 30th birthday party. <laughs> so we send Michael the maintenance man down to his house in Newport Beach with a bullhorn to wish him a happy 40th birthday. And Michael shows up with a bullhorn, wakes him up, and walks in his house because he used to leave the doors open. Anyone could walk in. It was that kind of a place. And he gets really bummed out that we're announcing to the world that he's 40 when he's telling everyone he's 30. Later that night on Loveline, poor man goes on the air and gives out Bean's address and says, hey, if the morning show's going to come to my house, we're going to come to your house. Talking about Bean. And he gives the address on the air. About 500 people show up to Bean's house in Hollywood. Light his lawn on fire. This is where, didn't the, he live next to Vince Vaughn? Yes, he did. Right, yeah. He lived right next to Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And he uh, and scared Donna, and they were newlyweds at the time, oh. and they ultimately had to move because there were a bunch of poor man fans that knew where Bean lived, and it was uh, it was super weird for him, and he he had to bail. And um, correct I, me if I'm wrong, poor man got fired from K Rock. Yeah, 
got fired from Kiss FM. Yes. And he got fired from... Power 106. Yeah. He got hey, fired you know He what? got fired from, from all of those them. radio stations. All of them. But, yes. but why did he, he kept getting hired? You know why? Because it's crazy. Because Based on his name, probably. His name. Yeah. His name was so big. Dude, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, anybody, today, anybody, anybody who is our age or older always brings up poor men. Always. I mean, look at this emailer. He just asked it's about crazy. poor man. It's crazy. It's bizarre. So, you know, if you didn't grow up here in L.A., you, you, you don't know who poor man is. And you'll find out about him in the documentary that's coming out, you know, soon, hopefully in 2018. The K-Rock, you know, the linear story of K-Rock. He's, he's a big part of that. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Bean didn't come to work the next day and was totally freaking out. And it's, it's like he said, basically, it's, it's, it's me or him. One of them's got to go. And ultimately, the management had plenty of, you know, of, of, of reason even before that issue to get, uh, to get rid of him. They basically paid him to not work for a while. And then uh, then Power yeah. 106 hired him. And on one he, of the radio stations that he got fired from is that he promised, like, this huge prize to people to call into just because he wanted people to listen. And he was giving nothing away. <laughs> so he would have people call in, like, I don't know if it was a car or something, but this extravagant gift, right? And he would take their information down, but he couldn't deliver it. He just wanted people to listen. So he thought, hey, if I'm getting people to call in for these huge prizes, I'm probably going to have a, a lot of listen. The listenership's going to grow, right? That's his... How his mind works. It's like not like, oh, I need to back it up somehow. I'm like, yeah. what a moron. It's crazy. Yeah, no, so he's uh, he's still alive. Is he, is he can... one of these uh, guys he sued? Um, oh, so there, well, there's, there's restraining orders against him oh, um, wow. still to this day, as far as I know. And uh-huh. um, he sued the station a couple times um, because, you know, it, listen, all the old time listeners are going to know if they follow him on Facebook or whatever, that poor man is obsessed with Loveline because Loveline ultimately got stripped from him because he got he got blown out. Right. And then it went to uh, Ricky Rackman. Uh, yeah. And, then and, he, Ricky and he'll, Rackman, he'll tell you he'll be the first one to tell you is like the only yeah. reason Loveline got so big was because he started it. I mean, look, that's what that's what I it mean, was. There's like. a combination of things. It was really it was a novel idea back then. And Drew was amazing and, yeah. and all oh, that. Yeah. Another one. I got another one for you guys. Diamond writes. I'm, I'm loving the podcast and hearing you guys have so much fun brings a smile to my face. Oh, that's nice. And uh, oh, and I'd love to see the B team live. That would be cool if we can pull that off. I hey, hear you- hey, 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 hey. We're going to do one, right? At the we- Talleyrand? I don't know if it's going to be the Talleyrand. <laughs> hey, hey, I got an idea. And and yeah. this may not be legal. Uh-oh. But this, I'm in. But this may be fun. <laughs> Listen, we have a recorder. By the way, how many conversations start in the office where they, this may not yeah, be legal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best just, ideas start this way. Why don't we just say, hey, we're going to go to the Talleyrand this one day. Yeah, we can just record it. And then one. we just record it. Is the Talleyrand one of those old people places that it closes early? Like, does it no, close? I think, no? no, it's probably 9 or 10. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Then we could do like a dinner time. <laughs> dinner time. Yeah, just be That's like, funny. hey, all right. I think it's a lot funnier doing like a brunch time, you know? But we're but not paying for no, anybody's but, dinner, but, man. But, <laughs> I'm not paying for anybody's no, dinner. No, but nobody will show up at brunch time. The old people. No, 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 no. But we, we, want, we, re- want, we want Kevin Bean listeners. I mean, B-team <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you know? I think, I think uh, like 11. I think lunchtime. People lunchtime? Will, I think people would ditch work. Really? You know, it's They're the not going to ditch work for this. Okay. Oh, yes, all right. they are. If it's, all right, so I was thinking, I was thinking flashing back to the original. The, the, right, for those that don't know, the Talleyrand is a restaurant for old people in Burbank near our old, bel- our old building over there. Right? Old, it's a yeah, that's your old stomping ground. Right. <laughs> totally. So yeah. we used to go there all the time and hatch the meetings. So instead of having a meeting in the office, we'd go to the Talleyrand, get a bite to eat. Uh, Bean would have a giant Coke like the size of Mount Everest. And then... Um, uh, and then we would hatch ideas and stuff. And there was, we were always surrounded by the, the youngest person in the building is probably 70. 
Yeah, and, and so so we want to go to the Talleyrand, and so my thought is that we would do it at 11 a.m. when you get a lot of those, you know, those those people coming in. But if you guys actually want to have B team, then we should do it at dinner time when people could actually yeah, show up after work. Let's I don't do want it. to go at dinner. <laughs> Come on, <Dude. laughs> I, I, I say we got to do it. Yeah, we, got, we really got to do it. Well, it won't happen. So they actually fun. That's true. <laughs> All right, listen, we're gonna play the outro, and then we're gonna play a secret track. You ready, Omar? By the way, you know what? Don't I love, tell me I love Cromwell watches. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> that was smooth. That was smooth. That that was smooth. Was smooth. Okay, what are we doing? We have they're not the official sponsor just yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm just saying, hey, you guys look, uh, Dave, do you remember the, the the guy actually sent us watches? Do you keep your all your stuff that the uh, people sent you? Oh yeah, it's under my desk. I was so floored by this and I don't I, wear I was, watches. So I was going to email him. I used to wa- wear watches all the time. You kept until... the little pillow in everything that this watch came with in well, the little it was box. So, it was so nice. Wow. I was I was going to I was going to email the guy but I just never grew, got around to it. But anytime a listener sends me what anything, I kind of You get a it. You, you get a nice gift and you didn't even say thank you. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder if I did. No, no, no you I don't think I, I did. Got it too, I, don't, I, I emailed him like, "Oh, that's awesome," and then never yeah. thanked them when we actually got them because really? yeah. you know what? It's just like you get something, you're like, "Oh, that's yeah, a gorgeous I dress it's, watch." It's super cool, yeah. and uh, yeah, Cromwell stepped up, and uh, they're actually going to be a, a sponsor of the BT. It does sound that way. So yes. uh, yeah, we're working behind the scenes, and hopefully, this is going to lead to you know. Well, hopefully, it'll it'll help her budget, and we can get out and do some stuff. Yeah. How about this? Okay. Cromwell, watch what happens. Cromwell. What time it is? What time it is? No. What time it is? Whoa, 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 whoa. What time it is? What time it is? It's an inside joke. Uh, wait, well, what's what the inside who? joke? Me and my wife. Oh, my well, that's God. Not. That's way inside. Yeah, that's I told you it was an inside joke. That's super What do you meta. want from me? Wait, wait, that's like the best tagline because doesn't that get your attention? Yes. Cromwell. What time it is? It died. I mean, it look, does. You guys are laughing. You guys are laughing. Cromwell. I'm gonna go trademark this, and it's gonna call, you know cost you like ten bucks to buy it off of me, right? You know, right. Why don't you just Cromwell. license it to him? What time it is? I'm okay. tired. All right, we've All been right. here too long. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, seriously, we, I'm yeah. the one that's sinking on cough medicine. Uh, You're supposed to be all better here. Yeah. All right, so email us, guys: omarkrock.com, lightningkrock.com, or DJ Sanchez at krock.com. Yeah, that's me. Or leave an Afro message: three two three five two zero afro. We'd like to hear from you on the Twitters. K-Rock.com, that's K-R-O-Q-K-O-M, K-Rock's Lightning, and DJ Omar Khan. The B-Team. Yeah! The B-Team. The B-Team. Oh, that's right. The B-Team. Baby! Baby. Uh. I missed it. Baby! Lisa Day, were you listening yesterday when we were talking with uh, our man Doc on the Rock? About well, we need to put this delicately because there are rules involved here. Okay, uh, let's say, uh, <laughs> why don't you have Doc? I, I didn't it? hear why, it. I guess. Why do you even bring it up? Is my question. Well, except just, that we spent three days talking about we, that's people why. doing things behind the wheel. Be- oh, that because uh, it was a huge topic. It that, did get to be really and, big. And you know what? That's one that we really did not fan much. I yeah, mean, that's that's no. Who actually is the source of this? Was it you, Lisa? No, 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 no. no. It was a listener. It was a listener. A listener okay. called up about uh, three days ago and said we almost got in an accident. I was or. Uh, Pleasuring my man in a car, and that's what happened. And, and then Lisa responded to that saying, "Well, chicks don't like that." And then chicks were coming out of the no, woodwork. No, no, no. I was saying it's not safe. Yeah, but you also <laughs> As said, a traffic you reporter. Also and said, I said it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not okay. safe to talk about it. <laughs> so then Doc came in and said that he had attempted that in, on many occasions. Doc was being no, a guy. No, he was I, bragging. Here's here's what so I you said. See how they stretch now, everything you around. See, everything has to be grist for this little <laughs> mill we play every I morning. Know. But <laughs> what I said was. If it if they don't like it, why are the four times it happened to me? Why was it always their idea? 
Because we think asking. you like it. And we do. And Correct. you do. Correct. <laughs> yes. But the, the point, never, mind, never my suggestion, though. But the point came up that Doc's gun apparently unable to fire. Oh. If you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. certain amount of tension involved, right? They're talking to Doc about getting a freaking job. Yes. What the hell? Doc of the Rock, former news guy for the Kevin and Bean Show, yes. I love Doc. Yeah. Oh. If you know what I'm talking about. A certain about. amount of tension involved, ranging from romantic and erotic to simple traffic problems. See, this is my I was point. on Highway 150 coming out of Ojai over to Santa Paula. Did you ever try doing it in that road? Well, no. Okay, well, no, she did. And no, got I there wish in she four had. minutes. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the weekend is here. <laughs> so what you're saying, let me, see, is possible. Let me see if I, can, if I can summarize then. Doc would be the, uh, the tube of toothpaste right at the end when you're just trying to squeeze that, la- you just right. got that last dropout right. of the toothpaste. It. You can't. You're just. You're grinding it, right. man. You got your step on. There was. There was no climactic finish. No. It's, however, gross. there was no other dysfunction. I might add. <laughs> so and it that, has to do with the angle of attack. Let's just. Say. Which, by the See? way, is what Lisa was saying. Yeah. Right. Yes, I was. But Doc, do you remember that old song? Uh, we're going to a party from way. I think it was like nineteen, like nineteen fifty something, nineteen fifty three, fifty four. We're going to a party. Because hmm. I went back and dug it up. I want to play. Williams. Does this sound familiar? No, even I am too young for that. Old blues song. Good one, though. 53, 54. I'm putting on my trousers and lacing up my shoes. Going to the party, there's no way that I can lose. Money in my pocket. Going out tonight. Find a little girl who knows how to treat me right. My toes begin to tap it. Mouth it starts to hum. Going to a party. But God can't come. Oh, Doc's not invited to the party. How long did you work on this? Doc is not invited to the party. Where the nerves are on the body. But you are 0 for 4? Basically, yes. You're batting 0? Doc's the Daryl Strawberry of Parsecs. I'm going to grab myself a lady as fine as she can be. Take her to the dance hall. Won't get her home till 3. We'll do the hoochie coochie. The eeny meeny more. The bugger lugger loo and we'll shake it sweet and all. You know we're going to boogie until the morning sun. So, I just thought that perhaps we could change. Yeah, oh, no. The dog can't come. We're going to Everybody. The dog can't come. The dog can't come. Lisa Solo. The dog can't come. And you're lucky I can't sometimes. I thought that, uh, well, you know what? Every once in a while, just uh, it's good to dig up just an old classic. Right. <laughs> just for entertainment's sake. Just to Not listen exactly. to a tune that you haven't heard in a the long R&B time. R&B time and... capsule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, well I feel better. We're, we're, going, to that a, established. we're going to a party, Lisa. <laughs> But the there, there's a problem with right. the guest list. Somehow, right. somehow, Doc's not invited. He's not on the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would be great if Doc could come, but he cannot. <laughs> he can't be at everything that we're at. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Some of Jimmy Kimmel's best work right there. That was great. By the way, that was lazy. That was funny, but that was lazy. All they recorded was, but Doc can't come. <laughs> Shut the f*** up, man. Kevin Bean would have my ass in a sling if I tried try to do something. He'd be like, oh, Omar, you're being lazy. What the hell? Bastards. <laughs> How do you really feel? God, damn it. I'm slaving away in this production studio. And then the doc can't come. And oh, it's pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs>